Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity, and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I am excited to have Esther Bloom with us. Esther Bloom is an integrative dietitian and health performance coach. She's helped thousands of women permanently lose weight, eliminate the need for medication, lose stubborn belly fat, and reverse chronic illness. Esther teaches her clients to cultivate a warrior mindset when it comes to healing their relationship with food and unconditionally loving their bodies. She's the best-selling author of Cave Women Don't Get Fat, Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous, Secrets of Gorgeous, and the Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous project. She currently maintains a a busy virtual practice where she provides 360 degrees of healing with physical, physiological, emotional, and spiritual support. She's appeared on Dr. Oz, The Today Show, and Fox News Live. Welcome, Esther. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Dr. Lauren. Yeah, so let's just dive right in. So tell us a little bit about, like, let's say somebody comes to you and wants to know how they can go about burning stubborn body fat. Where would you start? I start with sleep. Sleep is the foundation to good health. And if you don't have good sleep, it's like trying to build a house on a foundation of quicksand. So sleep is the rules, the metabolic roost when it comes to normalizing insulin levels and blood sugar and cortisol levels. Um, I see a lot of women going through perimenopausal and um, menopause, and they have a lot of sleep disturbances, and all of a sudden they get a muffin top, or the muffin top turns into a cake top. And so when that happens, I know you know cortisol levels are off, and inevitably sleep is off too. So I always start with sleep. It's really hard to burn fat and lose weight if you're not sleeping well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do you go after that? Like, where do you kind of start in terms of trying to normalize sleep? I start with testing because, um, you know, for so many years I, I relied on my functional medicine training and said, okay, I know these supplements work and these will help you sleep. And, but I still wasn't getting enough to the root of the problem. So um, in the last three years, I started doing much more extensive metabolic testing. There's a test that I use called a Dutch test. It's a dried urine test for comprehensive hormones. And it looks at neurotransmitters in the brain to see if you're making serotonin and dopamine, if your pathways are supported. It looks at your melatonin production. And then it also looks at 21 different forms of your androgens. So seven testosterone uh, metabolites, seven estrogen and seven progesterone metabolites. And women, as they go through, and men too, um, you know, as they age and uh, go through menopause or hormone shifts, um, as your production of progesterone and estrogen decline, that can absolutely give you sleep disturbances. It can give you hot flashes. Um, It can cause insomnia. Also, if your cortisol levels, your morning and your metabolized cortisol is high, that can also cause a lot of insomnia. So yes, I have menopausal women coming to me who have horrible insomnia during menopause that we fix. But then I also have male clients coming to me 
whose caffeine intake is raging and their stress management is not well controlled. And so we actually cut out coffee for a lot of people, which is horrifying, right? Some of your (laughs) listeners are going to be like, oh my God, I could not do that at all. But um, I get people on a a mushroom coffee with adaptogens um, and like lion's mane and chaga. So it it gives your body natural energy and extreme mental focus, but without the... um, negative effects of high chronic cortisol levels. Gotcha. Okay. So you start with a lot of supplementation to correct what you see on the profile, on the Dutch profile that you run, basically. That's where you start? Well, I start with diet because, um, we know carbs at night can also really help and, and, um, managing blood sugar balance throughout the day, making sure people are getting enough protein, making sure people are getting carbs at the right time. You know, carbs, a big bomb of carbs at night can do wonders for a good night's sleep. And that's so contra, uh, (laughs) contra keto and for many, uh, diet recommendations out there. But let me tell you, you know, I see the dark side of keto in my practice, um, where people are too low carb for too long and their insulin management, um, may be okay, but their cortisol management is terrible. So, you really have to have good cortisol management throughout. Mm-hmm. So I start with diet first, and then only based on test results do I even consider supplements and or hormone replacement therapy when indicated, when it's a good fit. Gotcha. So what do you typically have people eat before bed in order to get that sustained sleep? Yeah, well, I have people eat at dinner, you know, at least 40 grams of carbs. So that could be a cup of rice or a big white potato or sweet potato. It could be a cup of lentils. Um, All of these will give your body a nice, uh, your brain in particular, a nice amount of serotonin and dopamine so you feel sleepy and relaxed and calm. Um, Winter squash is another good one, plantains yucca, parsnips, Mm -hmm. and of course, regular vegetables are good too. They're just a lot lower in carb, but I do recommend a good quality starch. Mm -hmm. Um, Less so on the pasta and pizza because that just will cause a lot more blood sugar fluctuations. And if you're someone who drinks booze also, I'd really watch the booze at night. You know, it helps people fall asleep, but they don't stay asleep. Then all night long, their blood sugar crashes, their insulin levels fall, and their cortisol spikes up. And that can really disrupt a normal sleep pattern. So, um, so it's just straightforward, good old fashioned carbs. Mm -hmm. And then at night, if you need, you know, a little bit of carbs, some, some honey with a little sea salt also really supports your adrenals and your sleep at night too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, and then during the daytime, how do you advise people to eliminate the sugar cravings where, how do they, how do they target that from a diet standpoint? Yeah, so I actually, I'm going to just drop, I usually say this to the end, but I'm going to drop it in now and again at the end. I actually just uh, launched a three-part, it's totally free, three-part video series plus an ebook called Crush Your Cravings. And if you go to estherblum.com forward slash cravings, it's there um, and you can watch it. You Every day you get about a 10-minute video and uh, at the end of the three days you get uh, my ebook. And so basically I teach people a, to increase their protein intake. Um, you can crush your sugar cravings by, um, getting about a gram per pound of body weight. This is, 
totally different than what the Dietetic Association recommends. When I was a hospital dietitian, the average intake of protein for a person was 60 to 80 grams, but it never made sense to me because that's what dialysis patients were recommended, and that was considered liberal. But I said, wait a minute, why are healthy people being given the same amount of the same recommendations as someone on dialysis? And the clinical research, you know, really supports higher protein intake, especially as we age. The one thing that doctors don't tell you as you age is that you are at risk for sarcopenia and bone fractures Mm -hmm. and um, poor bone density, especially as estrogen levels decline. So you really want to make sure you're eating enough animal protein to support bone density. So, um, but all that aside, protein stabilizes blood sugar for up to six hours after you eat it, whereas carbs, you know, you can have a blood sugar spike and crash within two hours. So you want to make sure you're getting enough protein and you're regulating your blood sugar throughout the day. Um, Next in line is fiber, vegetables, some fruits, um, flax seeds and chia seeds or chia pudding. Those all are really rich sources of fiber. Sweet potatoes have, you know, six and a half grams of fiber and one sweet potato, especially if you eat the skin. So it's really getting fibrous vegetables and protein to regulate your blood sugar and using carbs kind of as a condiment, you know, you really have to earn your carbs depending on how metabolically sensitive you are or are not to carbs, that will fluctuate wildly. Gotcha. Absolutely. So you kind of alluded to this, but can you give a couple of tips of how to age proof your body? Sounds like protein is going to be a big part of that. What else would you say about that? Yeah, I always say the fountain of youth can be found in a, a steak and a set of dumbbells. So <laughs> muscle, <laughs> muscle is the organ of longevity. Uh-huh, absolutely. Muscle is the largest, aside from the skin, right? Muscle is the largest organ in the body, and people don't think of it as an endocrine organ. But it's where our mitochondria are, are built and live, it, which are the powerhouses of the cell where all of our energy production is made. Um, it secretes, you know, anti-inflammatory or pro-inflammatory substances. So muscle is very much an organ that will determine our longevity. And there's fantastic long-term clinical solid studies on the fact that the more muscle mass we have as we age, the better our outcomes and the better our longevity. Why? Because we're not having bone breaks and we're not having hip fractures and falls. And once you are elderly and you get um, you know, bone breaks and then hospitalizations, mortality risk goes way up. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw this with my own father who, when he was alive, just in and out of hospitals a lot and brittle bones and very poor muscle mass. And, um, you know, he spent the last year and a half of his life in a wheelchair, basically. So um, you want to make sure that you really are getting good protein to support building muscle, and then you lift weights to actually build muscle. Absolutely. So you kind of covered, so that those are your main recommendations of building lean muscle is like focusing on the protein intake and focusing on weight-bearing exercise, right? Yes, and of course, sleep. It's very hard to build lean muscle when you're not getting enough sleep because you need sleep to promote the production of growth hormone and lower your insulin levels. And so, um, and, and we do the most rejuvenating 
of our body and our hormones between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So I have lots of clients that like to go to bed like after 12:31, and I'm like, you're three quarters of the way down with your window. Yeah. Even if you have, and even if you have insomnia and you're up most of the night, I'm like, if you can front load your sleep, go to bed at nine. Even if you're up at two, like you've still gotten the really powerful rejuvenation hours for your sleep. So why wouldn't you try? Right. Absolutely. So, and then if somebody is coming to you and they're struggling with hot flashes from a dietary standpoint, how would you address that? You know, um, again, balancing blood sugar, watching caffeine and alcohol, because those can really trigger a lot of hot flashes. Spicy foods can trigger hot flashes for some women. Um, And then the rest is is lifestyle, okay? Stress management is super important um, because when you are, <clears throat> and follow me on Instagram I, as Gorgeous Esther because I am writing as we speak a ton of content on this, on hormones and cortisol and menopause. Mm-hmm. If you go into menopause adrenally exhausted, right? Your adrenals help the production of your sex hormones, but they also manufacture a stress hormone called cortisol. So if you go into menopause with very poor stress management and your cortisol production is already really low, once your sex hormones bottom out, you're going to feel really exhausted all the time and have sugar cravings and be irritable and you could have insomnia. So you really want to make sure your stress management is solid when you go into menopause. That can really help support um, or decrease hot flashes. Absolutely. I also recommend a cooling mat. And you can Google them. They're inexpensive ones. They're super expensive ones. Um, but a cooling mat is just a pad that goes, you know, under your sheet, under your top sheet, and um, helps keep you cool. You can have a fan on you at night. And then the best remedies, if you can do it, for hot flashes are um, a hormone replacement therapy based on you know, your Dutch test if needed. Um, Acupuncture is another really great lifestyle support for hot flashes as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so what would you recommend for somebody who's trying to specifically use diet to improve mental focus? I think you covered a lot of it already, but just to pull that Mm. quickly. Well, again, okay. So again, I I get no money from the meat board. I so wish I did because I'd be freaking loaded. (laughs) I'd be loaded. But um, meat and nuts breakfast, like protein, like steak and nuts or fish and avocado or a good protein shake with some Mm omega-3s or um, cottage cheese and chia seeds or flax seeds. So what what happens is when you have a very high-protein diet, you raise and sustain the neurotransmitters in your brain that give you good mental focus, like dopamine, like serotonin, and it keeps you mentally focused and it keeps you energized all day so you don't get that 3 p.m. crash. Yeah. Um, so protein's really important. Sugar can really mess with your mental focus. So if you're having um, cereal, I, even if it's high-fiber cereal, right, there's not. There's maybe one ounce of protein if you have milk in there. Right. But it just simply isn't enough gas in your tank to really optimize your cognitive function and focus. Um, so I do like meat and nuts. Also, wild blueberries mm-hmm. are extremely helpful for for preventing age-related cognitive decline. They are scientifically documented as just 
being a superfood for incredible mental focus. And of course, omega-3s found in cold water fatty fish. Mm -hmm. I strongly recommend wild Alaskan salmon. Um, uh, There's a company I love called Vital Choice that I send my clients to, but there's also, you know, anchovies, herring, uh, sardines. They may not be appealing first thing in the morning, but... (laughs) All of those are really, or you can pop some omega-3 supplements. All of those are incredibly good for mental focus. So really starting off the day with a clean meal, uh, you know, just really straight up protein and some fat, and you will have excellent mental focus all day. Even just eggs, a vegetable omelet, eggs and liver are the the two foods on this planet that contain choline, which is also really important for neurotransmitter function. Mm -hmm. So if you have a child or you yourself have ADHD or ADD, you want to eat egg yolks frequently, if not daily and or liver. Like we have pate in our house or I make a really yummy liver mousse mm-hmm. uh, to just because the, the nutrients in there are so important for brain health. Mm-hmm. And most people are not eating these foods or are so afraid of the real food, but like the wolf down, you know, some chemical laden protein bar because they think that's healthy. It's like yeah. just eat the real food. Mother nature doesn't get it wrong. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, liver is sometimes a hard sell, but <laughs> the eggs are What's usually that? I said What's liver is sometimes a hard sell, but eggs are easier. <laughs> Yeah, right. I know. Liver, most people are like, lady, you're nuts. Wait till they find out I make chicken soup and chicken feet. Then people really go nuts. I'm like, what? Who are you? (laughs) Nice. Okay, so let's say somebody has already decided they're going to make all these changes. How do they stay on track and sustain their focus when it comes to eating healthy? Yeah, so food logs are really important. I would say if you bite it, you write it. A food log is actually a form of cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a proven strategy to treating everything from disordered eating to trauma to um, healing a healthy relationship with food. I, I want to tell you a story. Um, when I trained for the New York City Marathon, Back in 1999, I ran it in 2000, so I was 30, and I worked with a nutritionist. I hired a nutritionist, and she circled everything I ate. I wrote down everything I ate. I wrote down my martinis and my chocolate and then my fish and my rice, and, and she would circle the martinis and chocolate in red pen and completely shame me. Like I would leave her office crying. And I said, this is nuts. I said, she said, what do you think you're doing? I said, uh, I have a very healthy relationship with food. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> so, and like to this day, I have a chocolate shelf in my pantry. It's really important to remain, to maintain a healthy relationship with food. And I was really proud of myself because keeping the food log for me even though it didn't seem like it did for the nutritionist, for me, it took all the stigma and the food shame out of eating. I was just like, is this bringing me closer to my goal or not? And I trained for the marathon and felt really good. And my recovery runs were good. And I didn't eat pasta or junk. I just ate like really, really clean food. I would snack on sweet potatoes with salt. I mean, woo. Right. And and then have my martinis on Friday nights. But you know, it, it, 
a food log really takes um, all the emotion out of it. It's so black and white and no one can argue with numbers or facts. It's like, did you get enough protein? Did you get enough carbs? Did you get enough fat? Okay, you did then great. Move on with your life. There's nothing more to discuss. There's nothing to fixate on. And I have clients who reach their goals um, who are teenagers eating frozen yogurt and pizza with their friends. Mm -hmm. And I have clients who travel all over the world and still meet their goals. You never have to be perfect Mm -hmm. to meet your goals, but a food log will absolutely keep you focused and on track and remind you every day, Hey, you know what? You went a little over today because you have those cookies you really wanted. So tomorrow get some extra salad and get some extra protein and maybe keep your carbs a little lower. And that is how you sustain wonderful, healthy, balanced eating and a really healthy relationship with food. Right. So that you don't have to be perfect. I love that. Okay. Never. And uh, so overall, like, let's say if aside from the occasional cheats here and there, if somebody's trying to kind of wean down some of the excess junk food that they eat, what healthy substitutions would you talk about for that? Yeah, well, um, fruit is just naturally really sweet. It's nature's candy. I mean, to me, a date tastes like caramel, eating caramel. Um, You know, I like to make, I make this mean, uh, it's a rustic apple galette, and it's literally like an almond flour, coconut oil crust, and baked apples inside with a little bit of coconut sugar, and that's, and lemon juice and cinnamon, that's it. So, Um, find things where you can make like fruit-based desserts or fruit-based sweets. Like, um, one of my son's favorite childhood desserts was I would make him fried bananas. I would fry bananas in coconut oil and put a couple dark chocolate chips on top or drizzle a little maple syrup and honey. Mm -hmm. So you can sort of make lateral moves to have, you know, healthier sweets and even just, even just cutting out the white sugar and switching to like, uh, switching to desserts that are honey or maple syrup based will make a huge difference in your energy and your bloat. Um, if you have a lot of sugary yogurts, I tell people buy plain yogurt, put one teaspoon of honey or some stevia and put fresh fruit in there and just learn, you know, it takes your taste buds like 30 to 40 tries of a food to really change and adapt and open up new flavors. Um, even something like, Learning to drink your coffee with a little heavy cream but cutting out the sugar can be a game changer. Mm-hmm. So it's really just teaching your palate. It's just like really small, sustainable things that make it very realistic. Or if you are in my camp, right, I would – I don't really eat – ice cream. It doesn't do it for me. Like my husband, he can eat it every night. For me, it offers no appeal, but about once or twice a year, and I'm not really great with dairy, Mm -hmm. but about once or twice a year, I will have the real thing and just savor the hell out of it because it just tastes so much better. And my portion is like the kid size scoop. It's not like I have these real things. So you can either, you know, make lateral swaps Mm -hmm. or you can have the real thing, but like put it in a bowl or on a plate. Like sometimes I'll eat um, dark chocolate chips and I just put them in a really tiny bowl. I take one tablespoon and I eat one at a time and taste it and feel it melt in my mouth and like feel the sensation of it on the roof of my mouth and just really feel the pleasure of it. Cause 
after about three bites of any dessert, it doesn't taste better. It doesn't get better. It's kind of like just more of the same. So really try and stay dialed into your eating. Most people are like snorting lines of chocolate chips off the counter. They're not sitting down. They're just like snarfing down ice cream in front of the freezer. You got to sit down, put things on a plate, eat with a utensil. Really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, savor what you have for sure. Savor what you have, yeah. Okay. So is there anything that I have not asked you that you want to make sure you leave our audience with? I know you mentioned the Crush Your Cravings. You said estherbloom.com slash cravings. Is that right? Yes, and it's E-S-T-H-E-R-B as in boy, B-L-U-M. Okay. I also want to say if you don't want to wait to get the ebook and you want to cut to the chase and you want – Three, that your listeners want three strategic tools that are customized to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have about five spots in my calendar. Maybe you may get in there in uh, a couple weeks. It gets pretty booked up. But um, you go to estherblum.com forward slash call. And this entitles you to a 30-minute call with me. This is a $500 value. Mm-hmm. And you leave with three customized strategies that will help you reach your goal. Maybe it's a weight goal. Maybe it's a physical, you know, you want to put some chronic illness to rest. So whatever your questions are, we get on the phone and talk about how to solve them. Um, in terms of the final parting message, um, know that your, your body is a tuning fork for the messages it's receiving, meaning your body is extremely wise and intuitive and it would behoove you to pay attention to the signs and signals it's sending to you. So if you're not sleeping, if your joints are feeling achy, if you're getting headachey all the time, if you're feeling bloated or constipated after your meals, like something, attention must be paid. Your body's telling you something's off. And so it's your job to work with someone to figure out the root cause of what it is. Because there's very few times someone's body can't be healed. I can't reverse an amputation, for example, but you can reverse about 95 to 97% of what's wrong with you through diet, through sleep, stress management, supplements when needed. That's all it is. Like there is nothing complicated. It can be very simple and straightforward. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Yeah. So the functional medicine, naturopathic medicine philosophy that I always tell people is if you can identify and remove the obstacle to cure, and then find the building blocks that are missing and give them the reason the body can heal itself. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. That's it. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Esther. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you. So please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. 
The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful devotional and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.